0: This is Bracken Rights, a show all about college football, where the conversations are lively, the topics are trivial, and the hosts are semi-knowledgeable. And now, here are your hosts, Madison and Pierce.
1: Welcome in to another edition of Braggin' Rights. Had a couple days off, no college football was played. Hope everyone had a great Christmas and uh, are looking forward to the plethora of games we have um, coming up. Just a little housekeeping to get out of the way before we get into it and before I introduce my co-host, the, this is going to be our last daily preview. Pierce and I are headed out to meet family uh, to go skiing, uh, as part of our, uh, Christmas extravaganza, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Vacation. That's a better word for it. Extravaganza vacation. I guess those are similes, similes, God synonyms. I'm struggling today. Um, Whatever. Point is, we will do a mega preview that will come out on Wednesday morning. We are going to give just a uh, preview today of the Tuesday game. So you should be hearing this on Tuesday morning. Um, maybe Monday night if I'm feeling ambitious. Uh, And then on Wednesday, you're going to get a dump of all of the games that are remaining to be played. Maybe I'm toying with potentially doing something with the New Year's Six Bowl separately, but just know that you're not going to get daily updates as games come out anymore. Um, But let us know on social media if you like these daily updates or if you prefer just talk about all the games uh, right off from the outset. You can do that at Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. That's bragging without the G. Before we get into our previews of the Tuesday, December 29th games. Got a couple of uh, good ones to talk about. Let me introduce my co-host. I'm Madison, and I'm joined as always by my brother Pierce. Pierce, how are you?
0: Well, uh, I- I'm very well. I've had to watch you uh, deal with this madness. It's It's been the most... The craziest uh, podcast thus far with the distractions going on here. Uh, yeah, so if, if you hear, hear something in the dog, background, sorry. you might hear a, a, a crash and, a, and some glass breaking here in a second with some wine, wine glasses maybe going down with this, uh, this daggum puppy going absolutely berserk up here. Uh, but other than that, I'm, I'm good. Uh, we've had a great uh, beginning to the bowl season. Really, I guess we're close to the halfway point. Um, and, and, you know, oh, my God. It, when, it, <laughs> when it comes to days, um, obviously, I think the bulk is coming up. But excited to get into the day. Some tricky, tricky matchups, I will say. I mean, you even you even kind of asked me, you know, what, what's what, opt-outs here, there? And, and that's going to be something tough to, to handicap moving forward. Excited to get into it. Um, we got our big preview tomorrow. Excited for that. This is This system has been working for me, though. So I'm excited to just do the day before. Quick reaction. That's that's what's been working.
1: Yeah, and you've been killing it uh, in the predictions. I don't know. Do you have the record pulled up?
0: Um, there was just if one, you can count, if you can tell me the amount of games that have been played, I can tell you the record. I believe I'm seven and three,
1: two, four, six,
0: and I believe you're eight, like four and six, maybe now ten. So seven and three, and I believe you're four and six. You okay. started out two. Two and one, I believe, and I started out one and two, um, and I've lost one game since then, and you've lost, I think, only uh, a couple there. I think you're four and six.
1: Well, you and I have been talking off-pod about this. I think I may have a potential to gain some ground here. I was pretty good good during the regular season when I knew the teams. These are the games I didn't really know a lot of these teams. So I was kind of going off of uh, just facts and figures and less so the gut. It's hard as well to, to really look and compare teams when some teams have played a full slate and some have only played four or five games. So that's been really difficult on me as well. We don't have any non-conference things during the regular season to match up that kind of thing. But I think because I'm more familiar with these teams coming up, I might have a chance to gain some ground on you, but we'll see.
0: It's, it's totally different coming up uh, in, in the next week's worth of bowl games. I say that because, you look at what we've had um, leading up to this point, the last week and a half. It's there have been some lopsided matchups, some matchups where you're like, man, this is just simply put a, a seven and three team against a, you know, four and five team. Like, who you're going to take there? The the spreads haven't been crazy enormous. So you you I've been able to find some spots that uh that add up. This is different. This is when you get two teams that have been sneaky and also have uh have, have screwed you a couple of times in these big conferences playing against another team of the same same caliber. So uh it, it will be interesting and and it's always interesting when you uh you plug in a Big 12 team. Um they they have the most unknowns of anybody in my opinion. Uh, you just don't know what you're going to get.
1: All right, well, let's talk about these games here on Tuesday. The first one, the Cheez-It Bowl between the Oklahoma State Cowboys and the Miami hurricanes now Miami had a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde season they started off what we thought was hot then they really rubber met the road and they really started getting some better competition and uh, finished the season eight and two Oklahoma State on the other hand had a little bit of a hiccup to begin with but have you know a little bit also Jekyll and Hyde as well I would say but you also kind of what you'd expect from Oklahoma State I don't know whatever um you know the big 12 a lot better than I do but this is what I would expect seven and three to me is like yeah that makes sense. Chuba Hubbard has opted out for the pokes, so he will not be available to them on the ground. But Tylan Wallace has uh, come out and said he's going to play in the game, so that's good for the Oklahoma State uh air attack Miami on the other hand has just found out not only is Derek King not opting out of this game he's going to come back next year that's pretty good for 2021 uh you know maybe potentially getting ahead of things getting him maybe started going on like a potential Heisman campaign maybe you really see him uh you know try to get involved or rather the coaches really try to get him some some stats and figures the line is one point Miami picking up that one point um I think I'm probably going to, this is going to bite me in the butt because I've, I've taken Miami too many times for this to not bite me in the butt uh, or to, I should have learned rather from this, but I think I'm going to take the hurricanes. I think because of what I said, uh, Pierce with the fact that the Eric King's coming back, I think that there might be a little bit from Manny Diaz and Rhett Lashley. Like, Hey, let's get this some hype behind this guy, this program. Let's finish out strong so that people see in 2021, our name is being talked about. Hey, the Miami hurricanes, the King's coming back. Did you see the way they played versus Oklahoma state? Um, Um, Tylan Wallace coming back is big for them, but, and, and and Miami doesn't have a great defense, but I just think that, that there's going to be more emotion here for the Canes, uh, than for Oklahoma state, maybe a little bit more of that. We want to be here versus a, we don't really care. Um, so that's, that's where I'm going with this pick. I'm going to take the hurricanes plus one.
0: Interesting. You know, it's very funny to, to, to think of it. Now we've had this battle all year. We've had this battle the last couple of years, um, You've dominated me this year. It's interesting to to think of how you're going into these picks, trying to kind of set my guess on certain plays who I'm going to be taking. I'm opposite here. I'm opposite here. I'm going to Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State is the better team. You got to like what Derek King opting back in means for this team. Certainly, they'll be motivated and excited and, and really wanting to put a, their best foot forward. To 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 build off not only this season, but to give a big big energy boost going into next season. They want to carry this over and finally prove to guys, okay, we're back. We've got the talent. We may have faltered. We didn't get many opportunities last year, but in our big opportunities, you know, maybe we just failed a little bit. You know, we fell a little short. We're gonna turn that around this year. Huge huge momentum boost from Derek King opting back in. Tyler Wallace, I was under the impression this week that he was going to be opting out. I did check with you and confirmed. Seems like he's opting back in, despite what Chuba Hubbard uh, with him out, uh, and that it's obviously uh, it's obviously it hurts. This this Oklahoma State team has been able to do a running back by committee, and I think their defense is going to be the key here. I think their defense is going to keep, um, you know. I'm not going to say hold Miami to to under 30 points necessarily. I do think this is going to be my favorite play in this game is the over, hint hint,
1: 61. Yeah,
0: That's and it a lot. opened at 58, I believe. Okay. I think it's going to be a 35-30 type of game, um, and I like Oklahoma State to come out come out on top. I think this will be a crazy wacky game. I like Miami to do some things. I just think Oklahoma State's defense is going to prove a little bit too much towards the fourth quarter and limit uh, Miami scoring late and taking that win. So I like Oklahoma state in a narrow one over is my favorite play in this one though.
1: Uh, The second game of the day, the Valero Alamo Bowl between the Texas Longhorns and the Colorado Buffaloes. This is one of those games, Pierce, that's a little bit weird because we haven't seen the Pac-12 matchup against the Big 12 yet this season, so there's nothing really to compare uh, resumes. And the Buffs have only played five games, whereas whereas the Longhorns have a more robust resume uh, for us to evaluate. So um, the line is set at the Buffs plus seven. Oh, man. I think... For the same reason, there, oh, let, me, let me back up, let me back up. There's also going to be a lot of emotion on Texas, just like I went with the Miami pit because I think there's a lot of emotion. There's going to be a lot of emotion coming from Texas. This is probably Sam Ellinger's last game. Uh, Coach Herman has retained retained his job after what we thought for sure was going to be firing. So maybe there's a little bit of emotion there. Um But there's also a lot of emotion for Colorado. This is their first bowl since the 2016 season. And what really does it for me, Pierce, is a Texas defense that's already not great and already depleted um, are going to have to go up against Colorado. The Colorado running back, Jarek Broussard, he's averaging 162 yards uh, on the ground. And they have four captains on defense. The Texas Longhorns have four captains who have opted out of the season. Uh, that's, that scares me for them. Uh, I don't know who's behind them. You know, Texas is always going to have a, a decent recruiting class, but they're, they don't, it's not like Alabama where you just load somebody belts back in. That scares me for them. I think that the buffs are able to cover that seven point spread, uh, because of the depleted defense. I think this one could potentially be high scoring as well. Um, or, or rather, I'll say this Texas is going to answer. I do think Texas wins this game, but I don't know if they do it by seven. I think this is an emotional one. I think this is a, uh, uh, High scoring, and I also think this is down to the wire with the Buffs covering that seven points.
0: Yeah, interesting game in this one. I think you you brought up a lot of good points. Uh, you know, I think you would agree with me, Texas has the better roster. And that's not saying a whole hell of a lot. But I think you could say that they, they have a, a a better, more talented roster than Colorado not to knock the buffs. What I think will be the difference in this game is and and I'm 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 in a weird way I'm I'm just waiting for Ellinger to opt back in for next year cuz you know if I had asked you uh prior to this podcast what what's the number one player that you feel like has been around for a decade. You know, do you always have like yeah. a, a one or two or three the players The Hunter run for award? Yeah, uh, yep, yep, yep. So a lot of people are saying Scholar Thompson at Kansas State has seems like he's been there forever, and he's opted back in for like a seventh year or sixth year yeah, there. Crazy. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Ellinger opt back in because what are his pro prospects? I don't think they're anything spectacular. I I think he his best case scenario would be to you know have a backup spot for five years, maybe five six years, maybe tops, or maybe try if you're very lucky and I don't think he's quite the dynamic athlete, maybe hope you can get in a situation for a year or two where you can be like a Taysom Hill. Don't think he's athletic enough from a running standpoint. Well, who do and they
1: have behind him? Is there, a, cause here's my only thought is now I think it had to be crazy for you to be a fifth year senior and this to happen, but is there a chance that he comes back for a fifth year and he gets benched? That uh, looks worse than coming out now and going in the fifth round.
0: No. And here's why I say no. Um, he he set a ton of records there. Obviously, when you're there for four years, you're gonna set records. All that being said, I mean this guy. This guy has has produced. Unfortunately, he's unable to get them over the hump. He's just not that type of uh, of you know Tim Tebow, Vince Young type. He can go out there and put up points and put up statistics though. My whole thing is when you look at this Texas team. They've been saying they were back for a couple years now. Now with Ellinger moving on, potentially, obviously I'm skeptical and I think he might be coming back, which scares me from a big 12 standpoint. Common sense would say he's gone. What do you have to look forward to if you're Texas? What's your motivation for the last three years since Georgia upset, uh, uh, Texas upset Georgia two years ago in the sugar bowl. And they, and Ellinger said he's back. Even when they've struggled, they were going okay. Well, we struggled, yet we beat Georgia in the bowl game. We've got Ellinger coming back. We've got some guys coming back. The next year, when they didn't quite make it, they lost LSU first game of the season. What could they hang their hat on? Okay, we got Ellinger for one more year. I think they're they're. This is too many points to give a a, a, a talented Colorado team, who I think is going to be very feisty. And we'll figure out a way to keep this to about a three, a field goal touchdown type of game, and I'm excited to see it. I, I really am. I think they're uh, they're really going to do some work here. I think Texas, if Texas comes out and plays really well, you know, up to their their standards, then they they will blow Buffalo or uh, Colorado out. But I think the Buffs have a good chance of he, here of keeping this one very close and maybe even somehow pulling out a last minute last you know minute field goal.
1: Okay, so just to clarify, you're going with Texas?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, you're going with I'm Colorado. Colorado okay, plus gotcha, nine. That's gotcha. too many points. And I would have loved to get it at. All the you buildup
1: know, confused me. I got a little lost there. I would
0: have I loved to give it a, uh, you know, I think it opened at 12 or 11. I would have loved to have gotten it at that. But give me the nine. I, I like that all day.
1: Pierce and I were talking before we end the podcast, let's just go ahead and talk about the Wednesday games. That makes you you split it up a little bit that we don't get a big podcast and a little podcast. Uh, and a, a, another thing that has happened, we already kind of talked about it at the top of the pod. Sorry if you hear uh, a dog chewing on a rubber toy. It's gross. I'm hoping the mics aren't picking it up too bad. Uh, but uh, our little brother's dog, the other Browder's dog is uh, right up in our grill with his rubber hippo that he's already torn the face off of. So if you catch that, I apologize Maybe not the greatest sound quality right now, but he will not leave the room. And, you know, whining or chewing of the rubber toy. I don't I don't know which is better sound quality. So we're going to go with the chewing of the rubber toy. But let's jump back in, Pierce, with the Dukes-Mayo Bowl between the Wake Forest, Demon Deacons, and the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, these games, again, are on Wednesday. Uh, the line is Wisconsin minus 7.5. Now, from the outset, I think to myself, I need to take Wake Forest. They're better against the spread, and, and you know, they – they have had a couple opt-outs. Funny enough, Wisconsin not had any opt-outs. I did look that up, so just for everybody's knowledge. Um, so my 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 head says, or my heart says, take Wake Forest against the spread, everything like that. Or let me flip that. That's my head saying that. My heart says, take w- Wisconsin. I think that Wisconsin had a very disappointing year. They got off to a hot start. They ended up being trash. I think that they get more emotional, more uh, ready for this game. They're going to be able to move the ball against wake Forest. Wake Forest does not have a good defense. Wisconsin's defense is better. Wake Forest is gonna be able to put up points. I think that Wisconsin knows they're going to have to keep uh, pace with that. Um, and I think that Wisconsin right now is getting ready for the 2021 season. And this is the kind of game peers where Wisconsin goes out and puts up a good performance and they end up getting like super hype for the 2021 season. We've all seen how this story goes. Georgia's is the benefit of this a lot too. Uh, we, we like I said, we know how it goes. So Wisconsin is minus seven and a half. As crazy as I feel to do it, I am going to take Wisconsin minus the seven and a half. I just think they're going to they're going to be um, maybe there's more on the line for them. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I really want to flip that, but I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. My gut, I'm going to go Wisconsin. Um, I, I would tell you right now, take the over. It's 51 and a half right now from the time of recording this podcast. Both of these teams uh, should be able to put up enough points to cover that over under. So uh, maybe I'll make up for the, the pick of Wisconsin stupidly uh, with my over under pick. What about you, Pierce, in this game?
0: I'm uh, I'm opposite of you in this one. I, I, I Again, this is one of those similar to Texas where I feel like the better team, the more talented team, is the team I'm going against in this one. Uh, it just is what it is. I will say, you did throw me for a little bit of a loop. I, 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 I'll give you credit. I had to second-guess my thought when you were going through uh, your, your your rundown of this one. You're right. This is a great spot for Wisconsin to add to what they have going into next year and to really cement their themselves as, listen – crazy year 2020 we were off for 3 weeks after our first win that was a big win where we got a lot of hype um it's only you know it's only normal that after that you you might have a letdown or two they had a, a three i think um but let's go out there and let's let's air things out let's let's have fun let's let's loosen things up a little bit and let's go out there and prove that uh going into next year we're someone there we're a team that you reckon with So I love that. I I will say that's got me second-guessing this one. You said seven and a half, correct? Mm -hmm. Seven and a half, that hook. I Mm got to go Wake Forest here. Listen, it's simple as this. No, No great breakdown from either side in this matchup. It simply comes down to I've backed Wisconsin every week this entire year, and they've let me down almost every single week. Wake Forest has been legit. They've been legit, and I haven't really been going against them or with them. I just think they are very underrated for, you know, some of the top-heavy teams this year they were able to cover, and that's just, you got to give them credit. I think they're a gritty team. I think they're going to come out. They're a better team. I think they're just underrated in this game. I'm kind of surprised that they weren't, like, 9- or 10-point underdogs I, I and, and that would have just submitted it further. Um, I think it could have been as close as close to four or five. And I probably would have taken the team of Deacons. Give me uh, give me Wake Forest in this one. And uh, in, in what I think will be a lower scoring affair and 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 a lot closer than people think.
1: Last but not least, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl between the Florida Gators and the Oklahoma Sooners. This is technically part of the New Year's Six Bowls, but being played on the 30th. Uh, Florida has had a slew of opt-outs. Uh, latest in the opt-outs today, it was announced Trayvon Grimes will not be playing in the bowl game. He is also uh, the, or adding to the list of uh, Kyle Pitts and uh, Kadarius Toney. So that's three weapons for Kyle Trask that uh, he's missing. Not going to be great for that offense that uh, needs to be scoring points early and often because their defense is atrocious. Oklahoma, on the other hand, also can put up points. They've got the young slinger Spencer Rattler who looked really good down the stretch. Oklahoma is favored by three points. Florida is in a very similar spot to Georgia, as you referenced earlier in the uh, podcast in the Texas we're back game, as I like to call it. Uh, They thought they should have been in the playoff. They got slighted in their eyes after losing a heartbreaker to uh, Alabama. Uh, so Florida feeling the same type of way thought maybe they had a chance to get into the playoffs, feel a little bit slighted. feel like maybe they could have, this would have been their year. Uh, and, and they're not going to be excited for this bowl at all. Oklahoma gets to go out and potentially put up a really big statement. Um, I'm going to Oklahoma all day. I'm going Oklahoma big in this one, Pierce. I think that Kyle Trask is one of the most crucial parts of any team, but he has to have people around him as well. And he can't throw the ball to himself. Uh, if he could, whatever I'd put my I put my uh money where my mouth is and pick Florida but I think Oklahoma is in a, a just an absolutely stellar spot they go out they put on a clinic and and Florida we're we're shaking our heads going what happened well it's not because Florida is not necessarily talented still it's because they didn't want to be there and you can't really blame them at this point uh I'm going to Oklahoma I'm going big and I have a hunch you'll be joining me in that pick what about you say that it would be accurate statement for me
0: The one thing I can tell you with absolute certainty right now is come game time, come game day for this matchup. I'm getting boxed out of my know, mic here. This is just, this is crazy. I'm, I'm I'm literally fighting like I'm down low, trying to get a rebound I right now. It's to edit insane. This audio so bad. It's insane. If you
1: can't see my eyes, keep I just got out whipped
0: like, in oh the God. face with a tail. My a dog's butthole just went on my <laughs> cheek. I mean, it's crazy. I'm battling through hey all now, this types is a PG of elements podcast. right now. <laughs> Let's get back to the original point here. I can tell you right now on game day, I'm going to be torn here because I think everyone's going to be thinking exactly what you just said. Exactly. However, this is a game that feels you, you try and pinpoint one or two of these games each year. Don't try, but they, they stand out where you go, man, this is a, this is a letdown spot. They, that, what do they have to play for? What do they have to play for? I mean, they didn't quite reach their goals. They're a good team. They now have opt outs. What do you expect from? Him? And I agree with that opinion as of now. I'm telling you though, this game might swing back to more of a pick'em. What did you have this line at? Three, Oklahoma. Yep. So I think Oklahoma was like two and a half point underdogs going into this line. That just goes to show you this is going to swing back to maybe uh, Oklahoma minus one, one and a half. And in that case, I think I'll probably take Florida on game day for this for this pick'em though. I'll take this I'll take the the easy pick and take Oklahoma. They've been playing well. I backed them last week uh against Iowa State. You know, did they did they play up to my standards? No, but they played well and their defense is playing much better and that's what's interesting here. They're going to have to stop Florida. All right, I take that back. Give me Florida. Give me Florida plus okay. 3. I just started to think about it. Here's the thing. Listen, I love I, man, this is crazy. This is the first time I've really done a 360. You're pulling a I've me seen right now. you you're do it. So or, yeah. I watch you think through these and you'll talk for a minute or two or three and then I'm like, "She's talking herself out." I was like, "What's she doing?" And then you're like, I-, "I take that back. I'm I'm on this team." I just did it first time of the season. Here's the thing. You take Grimes and Tony out and Pitts out. They're they're three of the best weapons in the country. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like They're making absurd catches all the time. Trask is going to put it on his guys, regardless of if they're second-teamers. As long as Trask plays in this one, Florida is is going to cover this, and especially them getting points. Listen, they could go out there and get blown out. I'm going to go put my money where my mouth is here and just say Florida. Trask isn't someone – let me just put it this way, and this is crazy for me to say, but I'll admit it. You know, if JT Daniels was out, that's totally different because he throws a lot of jump balls to Pickens. Trask doesn't throw too many jump balls. He just throws to his backs to to guys in the flats and lets them make plays. Pitts wasn't going up and making crazy plays. He was just doing him and catching balls because Trask was putting it right on him. Now, did they make those plays? I know Grimes had a handful that were great where he went up and took it away. But Trask is better than anyone in the country at putting the ball on your shoulder, on your chest at all times. And so for that, I think Mullen and company will figure out a way to game plan around Oklahoma, and they will cover this spread, uh, especially getting three.
1: Would you touch? It's a a big over-under. Would you touch 70?
0: No, hell no. I'd go under. (laughs) No. Well, here's the thing. Here's how I think through this. Florida ought to score, okay, they've lost three insane weapons. I think that probably accounts for like a seven to nine point deduction. You know what I mean?
1: The audio quality of this podcast. Is I know it's insane. So it's bad. absolutely insane, and I'm
0: trying to fight through it, but I can't. even – Your <laughs> well, face is just you're you're dying, and I'm like, oh let's, my gosh. Let's
1: wrap it up as soon as possible. All right,
0: so we'll get this done. Here's my take: Grimes, Tony, and Pitts, as good as they are, probably only constitute for like seven points from a total perspective in this one. Um, so that would be at 77. Oklahoma's defense is a little better. Trask is going to put up points. I just don't see Oklahoma putting up more than 35 in this one. I think this is close. It's going to be close to the number, but I think it's around 35 to 31.
1: Okay. Well, we are differing on every single pick for the next couple days, so that's going to be really interesting to see what comes down the line here. I'm hoping that the uh, gambling gods are swinging back my way. Not that I'm necessarily condoning gambling, but, you know, you get my drift. Uh, But we shall see. We got one more podcast for you to round out the – bowl season and then we will uh, obviously do a uh, deep dive when we get back from our skiing vacation to talk about the national championship because by then we'll know we'll know who it is in the finals i think we'll know the heisman winner as well i think that's coming up in the next few days i'm pretty sure um so we'll i think it's the 5th of january Okay, yeah, but that's that might be I, I got to look at the the content calendar. I don't know, whatever. But you just heard me talk about the content calendar. That's right. We're already gaming for the 2021 off season. Got a lot of fun things headed your way. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast feed wherever you are listening to this podcast. So you don't miss an episode. I can't stress that enough. If you miss out, you're gonna miss some good stuff. So don't do that. Don't be a fool. Subscribe, share it with friends and family. Get them involved as well. We love to have more people involved. And we appreciate you listening this entire season as well. Thank you, whether you've been listening for one episode or the whole way through or you're an OG listener back when we were still the Sibling Ravelry podcast. We appreciate and thank you for your support. Uh, But that's going to do it for this episode of and Rights. Until next time, I'm Addison.
0: And I'm Pierce. Stay blessed, y'all.